You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. There is a page on the website with links to all of the episodes, information, research, evidence, everything on the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, and COVID-19. And all of that can be found at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash coronavirus. I want to thank Mommy Steps for their support of this episode. Hopefully you are getting outside and getting some fresh air and some vitamin D and going on some walks in your neighborhood. I know that right now it's a little bit challenging to get your normal workout in. And hopefully if you are enjoying some walks, you are taking advantage of your Mommy Steps insoles. You can get 20% off these with the promo code FEET. I've been using these for a few years now, and I love them so much. I wear them now, even though I'm not expecting. And the reason I started wearing these was not just because they're comfortable, but they actually are going to help prevent a ton of issues that can happen to your feet when you're pregnant. And they do this by helping support your foot and specifically by supporting your arch, which is going to help prevent things like your arch collapsing, which can make your feet go up a shoe size. There's all kinds of lasting changes that can happen to your feet when you're pregnant. So please do not wait until you're having problems. I really recommend these at the start of your pregnancy. You can check them out at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash feet and use the promo code feet when you check out to save 20%. I also want to thank StoryWorth for their support of this episode. With Mother's Day coming up, I know that finding the perfect present for your mom can be tough, especially if you don't have the luxury of celebrating Mother's Day in person. And being a mother I know has given me a whole new appreciation for my mom. And a great gift idea is to give your mom the gift of connecting with loved ones through StoryWorth. This is a super fun and a meaningful way to engage with family, especially relatives that you might not get to see often. So this is an online service that's going to help your loved ones like your mom share stories through thought provoking questions about their memories and their personal thoughts. So it's the gift of spending time together wherever you live. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions that maybe you've never thought to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? And reading the weekly stories is fun, and it makes your family feel close, even if you're not all together. And not only is this a fun activity every week, but after a year, StoryWorth is going to compile all of those answered questions with a photo that you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. This is something that your family will treasure forever. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth, and you can get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com forward slash pregnancy podcast, and you'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash pregnancy podcast for $10 off. This episode, we are talking about COVID-19 and breastfeeding. It would be amazing if every new mother found that breastfeeding just came naturally and easily 
And for a lot of new mothers, this is not the case. I know that that certainly was not my experience. Breastfeeding comes with challenges and it takes a lot of work. And COVID-19 brings new challenges to breastfeeding, especially if you are potentially exposed to this virus. To date, SARS-CoV-2 has not been detected in breast milk, and this is good news for mothers and babies. And it's important to remember that we're working with limited data, and there are ongoing studies, like there's one right now with the University of California, San Diego, that's investigating whether this virus is transmitted through breastfeeding and if human milk can protect infants from COVID-19. The researchers hope that they can identify human milk bioactives that protect from the virus and then leverage that knowledge to develop novel antiviral therapeutics. All sounds pretty awesome, right? I wish that we had all of these answers right now, but it is good to know that we will know more in the future and there are a lot of very bright people that are working on these problems. One of the most significant benefits of breastfeeding is the immune-boosting properties of breast milk. Babies who get breast milk are better protected to fight off illnesses, and they have stronger immune systems. And you directly pass antibodies to your baby through your breast milk. If you're unable to breastfeed your baby directly, the next best thing would be to pump milk and then put that in a bottle and feed them. After that, if you have access to donor milk, that could be a good option. And while exclusive breastfeeding is ideal, it's not all or nothing. If your baby is drinking formula, you can still breastfeed or give them pumped milk, and they're going to get the benefits of breast milk, even if they're not drinking it at every single feeding. La Leche League is an international organization that is overwhelmingly in support of breastfeeding, and they do support it even if you have COVID-19. The organization states that when any member of the family is exposed to COVID-19, that the infant is exposed. So hence they say any interruption of breastfeeding may actually increase the infant's risk of becoming ill and even of becoming severely ill. Lolly Chaley goes on to state that in extreme circumstances, if an interruption of breastfeeding is deemed medically necessary, that hand expressing or pumping the milk is encouraged. And in such cases, they say that expressed milk, which contains multiple immune factors, may be fed to the baby to help prevent them from getting the infection or to help reduce the severity and the duration of the infection if your baby does get sick. The World Health Organization states that close contact and early exclusive breastfeeding helps a baby to thrive, and a woman with COVID-19 should be supported to breastfeed safely and to hold her newborn skin to skin and share a room with her baby. So both of those organizations are international, and that's the stance that they're taking. They want you to be able to be with your baby, be skin to skin, and to breastfeed once your baby's born. Let's talk about the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. They last made revisions to their guidelines on April 4th. And the reason that I like to look at the guidelines that are put out by ACOG is that these guidelines drive policies and procedures for OBGYNs and for hospitals in the United States. If you know what information is guiding your care provider, it's going to help give you a better understanding of how to navigate these policies and procedures. 
To start, ACOG acknowledges the evidence-based benefits of skin-to-skin contact. This includes bonding, increased likelihood of breastfeeding, stabilization of glucose levels, and maintaining your baby's body temperature. They state that the determination of whether or not to separate a mother with known or suspected COVID-19 and her infant should be made on a case-by-case basis using shared decision-making between the mother and the clinical team. They go on to say that considerations in that decision should include the clinical condition of mom and baby, SARS-CoV-2 testing results of the mother and of the baby, the desire to feed at the breast, facility capacity to accommodate separation or co-location, meaning you're in the same room, the ability to maintain separation upon discharge. So it's deemed that you should be separated. Can you maintain that when you go home? And then other risks and benefits of temporary separation of a mom who has known or suspected COVID-19 and her baby. Let me break this down a little bit. Weeks ago, it was really alarming that there was talk about separating mothers and babies after birth. Now, I know that hospitals are working very hard to do their very best for everyone's safety, including you and your baby. And these decisions should be made, as ACOG states, on a case-by-case basis. If you do not want to be separated from your baby, regardless of the status of a SARS-CoV-2 test, You can advocate for that, and your partner can advocate for that, or any other support person that's with you for your labor and birth. And if this is important to you, I really recommend that you bring this up with your doctor or midwife now. You don't want to wait to have this conversation when you're in labor or right after your baby's born. You want to start that conversation now so you can get informed on what the current policies are and make your wishes clear. And keep in mind that these guidelines and hospital policies are changing as we learn more. So this is kind of the current status, and it could be different depending on your care provider or the venue where you're planning to have your baby. ACOG goes on to state that if there's no separation, that there are other measures to reduce the risk of transmission from mother to infant. And again, we're talking about if you have confirmed or suspected COVID-19. They mentioned using engineering controls like physical barriers, like a curtain between mother and baby, or keeping the baby six feet or more away from the mother. They state that mothers who choose to feed at the breast should put on a face mask and practice hand hygiene before each feeding. So they want you to wash your hands or use a hand sanitizer before holding and feeding your baby. If a mother is not breastfeeding, and there's no other healthy adult that's present in the room to care for the baby, that the mother should still put on a face mask and practice hand hygiene before holding her baby and feeding them. And they state that a face mask should remain in place during contact with the newborn. And these practices should continue while the mother is on transmission-based precautions in a healthcare facility. Again, keep in mind these guidelines are if you have confirmed or suspected COVID-19. For mothers who are not infected, there's not going to be changes to you being with your baby after birth. And remember, any decision to temporarily separate you from your baby should be a shared decision between you and your care provider. 
This decision is not something that should be determined without consulting you or without your consent. The whole importance of discussing the guidelines on whether mothers and babies remain together has a significant impact on breastfeeding. And typically, you're skin to skin with your baby as soon as they're born. And this should be at the very minimum uninterrupted for at least the first hour. And in those early days and weeks, you should be skin to skin with your baby as much as possible. So you can see that if you're not skin to skin, if you have to be temporarily separated from your baby, that's going to make it a little bit more difficult to breastfeed. According to ACOG, if there is a temporary separation, mothers who intend to breastfeed should be encouraged to express their breast milk to establish and maintain milk supply. If possible, they say you should have a dedicated breast pump. And prior to expressing milk, you should practice hand hygiene. And then after each pumping session, all the parts that come into contact with breast milk should be thoroughly washed, and the whole pump should be appropriately disinfected. Expressed breast milk should be fed to your baby by a healthy caregiver. And if you have your baby rooming in with you and you wish to feed your baby at the breast, that you should put on a face mask and practice hand hygiene before each feeding. One thing that you really need to keep in mind if you take nothing else away from this episode is that breastfeeding and pumping both work on a demand and supply system. So that means that the more milk that's removed from your breast, the more you will produce. And staying on top of breastfeeding or pumping in those first few weeks is crucial to establishing your milk supply. So if you skip a feeding or you skip a session of pumping, you're effectively telling your breast that you need to produce less milk. And when you're skin to skin with your baby, breastfeeding's a lot easier than if you have to set an alarm to pump. So if you're pumping milk for your baby, you should be pumping as often as your baby would be feeding. So while pumping is the next best thing to breastfeeding, the two are not identical. And unfortunately, a breast pump is less efficient at removing milk from your breast than your baby is. So if you can get access to a hospital-grade pump, those tend to be better than a pump that's for home use. And even if you do not plan to use a breast pump, you are healthy, you don't expect that you're going to get COVID-19, you know that you plan on breastfeeding, you don't plan to pump, you should still get a breast pump. And that's because they're covered by your health insurance, and it should be free or very minimal cost to you. There are some companies like Aeroflow, I'll put a link in the article on the website for them, that help coordinate that process. And you can also just reach out to your insurance company and find out what's covered and how to order your pump before your baby's born. And I would do this even if you're going to have access to a hospital-grade pump in the hospital. Another tool that you should have in your toolbox is a lactation consultant. They can be a lifesaver for your breastfeeding relationship. Now, right now, due to the COVID-19 situation, they may be limited in being able to see you in person. But the good news is there is still a lot they can do in a virtual meeting. If you are having any issues with breastfeeding or pumping, you want to get in touch with a lactation consultant right 
away, like as soon as possible, because their help can keep a very small problem from becoming a very big problem that could potentially derail your breastfeeding or pumping. If you're meeting with a lactation consultant virtually, it can be helpful to have someone else hold the phone or help hold or position a laptop or a camera just so that the consultant who's on the other end of that virtual call can get a good look at your baby's latch from a good angle and really get a good idea of what's going on so they can help diagnose problems and help you come up with solutions. If you have listened to any of the episodes that I've done on breastfeeding, you know that I am a big advocate of getting educated about breastfeeding before your baby arrives. It's such a common misconception that breastfeeding comes naturally to everyone. And I really, fingers crossed, I hope that that is the case for you. But that was not my experience. And there are a lot of mothers that really struggle with breastfeeding. The more educated that you are before you start the better prepared you're going to be to overcome challenges. I am very optimistic that we are all going to get through the problems that we're facing right now. And I don't want you to panic. I want you to plan. Even if you have no symptoms of COVID-19, you may be tested when you are admitted to a hospital in labor. And many people who have COVID-19 are asymptomatic. So the best thing that you can do to prepare is to get educated, which you're obviously doing, you're listening to this podcast, and stay as healthy as possible. While the vast majority of people who contract COVID-19 are recovering, if you can avoid it, you want to. Because like we talked about with all those guidelines today, if you are positive for COVID-19, or you are a patient under investigation, if it's suspected that you could have it, you're going to have some additional policies and procedures that you're going to need to work with and that can present some additional challenges. There are a lot of links to this episode with additional resources in regards to breastfeeding and COVID-19 and just additional resources for information on this pandemic. And please let me know how I can help. You can email me, Vanessa at PregnancyPodcast.com. Let me know what resources I can help you find and how I can help you navigate this. To recap today's episode, we talked about breastfeeding with COVID-19 and talked about some of the recommendations from organizations like La Leche League, the World Health Organization, and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And a big takeaway from this episode, if there is any chance that you could be separated from your baby and you're going to be relying on pumping, you need to remember that pumping can be challenging and you need to remember that your milk works on a demand and supply system. So if you're pumping, you need to be pumping as often as your baby would be feeding because the more milk that you remove from your breasts, the more you're communicating to your body that it needs to produce more milk. So if there was any chance that you were separated from your baby for any amount of time, it can be really challenging to keep up with pumping because it's just a different experience than being skin to skin and holding your baby. I want to thank you for tuning into the pregnancy podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa at pregnancypodcast.com. You can read the full article and resources that accompany this episode at pregnancypodcast.com 
forward slash coronavirus. And there you'll find links to all of the episodes associated with this topic. Thank you again to Mommy Steps for their support of this episode. Mommy Steps makes insoles specifically for pregnancy. So hopefully you are taking advantage of these and getting out and going for some walks, getting some fresh air and some vitamin D. To check them out, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash feet and use the promo code feet when you check out to save 20%. 